Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to the program where we have way more updates than the Grand Theft Auto video game. Today on this program, my guest is Barbara Turley. She's a master of the virtual assistant and has a company that provides those. She's going to be here in just a minute to tell us more on how you can leverage this kind of resource in your business. And this month, I'm showcasing communication. Everyone thinks this is a problem in their business, so I figure everyone are going to want these leadership lessons here in February. So I'll have the first one for you a little later on in this program. That's all today on Better Than Before, brought to you by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru True Love event going on now from here been here always will be here university subaru homegrown and proud of it the 2021 subaru forester a spacious interior with everything you need for confidence on the road ahead standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus 33 miles per gallon standard eyesight driver assist technology it's the suv for all you love Join us for the Subaru True Love event going on now. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Barbara Turley is standing by in Chamonix in the French Alps, and uh, we're going to be talking to her in just a second. Let me tell you a little bit about her, first of all. She's an investor, an entrepreneur, and a founder and a CEO of the Virtual Hub, a business that she started by accident that exploded in the space of 12 months to become one of the leading companies that recruits, trains, and manages virtual assistants for businesses who need to free up time and energy so they can go to the next level. With a strong focus on customized training and ongoing career development, Barbara ensures that her team is trained in cutting-edge programs like HubSpot and Entreport and some others, we'll talk to her about that, to best meet their clients' unique needs in digital marketing, so marketing, social media, personal assistant services, and administrative support. Barbara is also a mom to her gorgeous daughter, Ruby, wife to her best friend, Etty, and an adventure lover with a passion for horses, skiing, tennis, and spending time in nature. Barbara, welcome to the program. 
Thanks so much for having me. Delighted to be here. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. I don't know what it's like. Did you grow up in France? No, I'm originally from Ireland. Oh, I grew Ireland. up in Ireland. Yes. I should have and, picked uh, up on that right away. Um, well, I spent 20, I spent almost 20 years living in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, and I just came back a year ago to France. Yeah, I grew up with horses in Kentucky in the United States. Um, so I, I don't know how much difference there is in Ireland and Australia with horses, but uh, just something we got in common. <laughs> yeah, I love horses. They're like... I feel close to source when I'm around horses. You bet. They're beautiful creatures. So in your bio, it says you started this whole, the virtual hub is the name of your business. And it started by accident. How'd that happen? Yeah, it's it, it literally was by accident. Because, you know, you sort of think, oh, everyone tells you you have to kind of have a, you know, develop a business plan and figure out a problem that you want to solve and all that sort of thing. I had actually left a corporate career. I was 15 years in the investment banking and financial industry. And I I, I left, like many corporates, because I, I wanted didn't want to be a corporate mom, to be honest. And I had these ideas of maybe building my own company, sort of. So I started out doing some consulting. And I was consulting to a lot of smaller businesses and just helping them to, you know, get their act together, I suppose, with systems and processes. And what I found was it didn't matter what the business was that I was working with. And I, I worked with everything from a swim school to like naturopaths and a lawyer and like lots of different types of businesses. But they all had essentially the same problem. If they didn't hire staff, they were never going to be able to grow. And if they didn't grow, they were never going to be able to afford to hire staff. So they were stuck in this kind of vicious cycle. And I had read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, like many people did. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I said, well, you know, I had I got myself a virtual assistant in the Philippines to help me with, you know, starting my own business and help me out with various things. So I said, look, I'll try and get you one of these VAs, you know, and then they can do some of the work and we can get on with doing the more strategic stuff. And and honestly, before I knew it, I, I just found myself getting more calls for that than I was for business coaching. And there was one day I remember thinking, I wonder, is there a business in this? I mean, I don't know why somebody would pay me to do this for them, but people seem to want somebody who, who seems to know what they're doing with this. And um, the beginnings of the business were messy. It was just an offer to recruit some VAs and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I mean, today we have 150 staff and we've got a, a Philippine company and, you know, everyone's an employee of the company there and we're growing rapidly with clients all over the world. So it literally was by accident. It was months before I kind of got a chance to catch my breath and create a website and think about what the actual strategy was for this business. So from what I understand, you did all this and you uh, were in the process of having the gorgeous Ruby all at the same time. Yes, I was. And actually, do you know, I'm ashamed to say that I actually, so there's Ruby, who's four and a half now. And I've had another baby since then. So I have Alexander, who hasn't <laughs> obviously isn't in that bio. But yeah, he's we don't want to leave Alexander out. No, Alexander's there. So I always say I have three children. I have the virtual hub that's six years old. I have Ruby, four and a half, and then Alexander, who's one and a half. Oh, well. so it's been a journey, a journey. Definitely. Are you are you planning on having additional kids? Not a chance. <laughs> this is it. huh? I love them. But that's it. <laughs> Too many sleepless nights. Yeah, it's just the the being a mom. I mean, I, you know, I sort of wanted to, uh, I guess I wanted to show all women that with effective delegation that you can actually run. I mean, and you can, you can run an amazing company and still be a mom and not drive yourself into the ground. 
Uh, but there's been moments that it's been very challenging to do that. So, yeah. So were you, um, were you using virtual assistants at the same time you were building the business about using virtual assistants? Yes. So I have built the entire company with no, with no people from outside the Philippines. So when people say to me, oh, that doesn't work for my business, I go, I've done, we've done this in every sort of business you could imagine. Sure. <laughs> like, a brick and mortar, online, offline, product, service, doesn't matter. It, it's just, you know, systems, processes, teams. That's our thing. I was just it, about to ask what the most common objections are. I'm sure that doesn't work for my business is one of them. Doesn't work for my business. How do I trust them? I mean, look, since the, the environment we're in right now with the current pandemic that's going on globally has been an interesting thing because all of a sudden everybody has been catapulted into remote working, trusting the online thing, cloud-based everything. Uh, and we've been doing that for years. So, you know, I, I was kind of like, well, hasn't everyone been doing this? But we've, we've done sort of 10 years of digital transformation in the past year. And that makes offshore staff and outsourcing all of a sudden much more uh, easy to to accept and to get into for many businesses that may have had a block to it before, just because they didn't understand how it would work. Well, you know, and so I have coached CEOs and business owners for um, all 16 years coming up on pretty soon. And you have to find ways to get them confident about using yeah. you as a as a service, right? So how do you instill that confidence in the people who are just a little uncomfortable with the whole idea? Yeah, there's a few ways of doing that. So initially, uh, it's funny, the first webinar I ever put on, I used the word confidently and successfully, not because I'm a great copywriter. It's just that was what I heard from people. I'd like to confidently and successfully nail this offshore you know, VA thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I think because I've also done it and, you know, I say me, but I mean, the company's much larger now because we've done this, not only for our own company, like you said, we were building the company. We're sort of walking our own talk really. Uh, but we focus very heavily on client success. So we're not just about churning through VAs and clients. We're like, no, we actually want to partner with the clients that we have and with all of our VAs to grow their careers, grow these companies and sort of have win-win-win scenarios. And then what has ended up happening is people will talk about that. And we've been very successful with organic kind of referrals and people just hearing about us and actually business coaches hearing about it or maybe hearing me on podcasts and stuff and promoting it to their... Um, to their people. So I guess, you know, word of mouth, but also showing our success and people talking about it online has, has really helped. In my research, I'm just noticing in my notes here, it says that you say that using virtual assistance as an outsourcing tool is the new lean business model. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, so the, the, the pandemic, like I said, it's been an interesting thing because obviously a lot of businesses, I mean, most businesses, you know, some, some are thriving, but a lot of businesses have been thrown into kind of disarray. And I think over the last 10 years, I mean, we've, we've automated, we've gotten efficiencies through business in so many areas, you know, from marketing to sales and particularly in the automation stuff that's come in. It's, it's been a game changer for business. But one of the kind of last bastions, I think, of inefficiency is the amount of businesses that are 
having highly paid, very capable executives, let's say, people who, you know, who are doing high up the value chain, um, spending 30 to 40% of their time on admin that could be easily delegated down the chain. And that doesn't mean that it's lower value work. It just means that it's administer it's stuff that could be delegated quite effectively, probably has a process in someone's head and could be delegated to someone in the Philippines who will be vastly cheaper, more cost effective, but also you provide a great career for them. So it's not like you're doing anything wrong. Um, and, and it goes straight to your bottom line. If you can actually free up your executive team or just yourself as an entrepreneur, you know, if it's just you, uh, to grow the business and to focus all of your time on the growth rather than the doing of all the process-driven stuff. So I think it's about kind of rearranging the, I guess, the chess pieces, if you will, of your people strategy and deciding, right, well, these people should be doing this stuff and then we could process up and delegate more effectively and have an offshore team strategy for this end of the business that is going to lower our cost of delivery dramatically. And I hope all that makes sense because I've kind of blabbered that out, but that's my theory. No, it, it does make sense. And it actually sparked another thought um, that I actually had when I was just thinking about our program today and knowing you were going to come on the show. Um, I wonder if, and I can imagine that you have some people who will say, I just can't think of that many things they could do. Um, yes. You know, I, I, I've made a list and there's only a couple hours worth of work here. Do you ever hear that? All the time. And then invariably what happens is that, you know, this happens quite a lot. They go, you know, within three months or, you know, they go, oh, my God, I can't believe I was thinking that. And now I want this person full time and I didn't hire them full time and I can't get them full time. That's kind of what happens. So to get around that, the easiest way I have found to explain it to people is to say, it doesn't really matter whether you're a billion dollar company or you're like a mom selling, you know, making some stuff at your kitchen table and selling it on Etsy. Every business has departments, right? It has your marketing department, sales, product delivery, product creation, inventory, you know, whatever. It's got all these different departments, even if you're the only person doing it all. And within all of those departments, there are things that have to happen on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever basis to keep the engine of the business moving. And an awful lot of that stuff you will find when you dig in to each bucket is process driven stuff that if you could just jot down a process for it, you could delegate that to somebody else. And it's it's about saying to yourself, you might feel like there's only a handful of things right now, but once you delegate those handful of things and you take your time and you go do something more business building with that time, then there's going to be a whole raft of other stuff that's all of a sudden going to come in because you went after more, you know, more sales or whatever it is you're going to use your time for. And then you're going to need that. You're going to need more of that person. So you want to start building them up. So, you know, I just think it's, if you've only got five hours to delegate, I would sort of question whether you're really in business or whether it's a hobby, if that's not too controversial to say. I know, um, a story I like to tell a lot of times is about Sir Isaac Newton and uh, discovering gravity. Um, someone asked him, uh, how did you discover gravity? And he said, well, you would have discovered it too if that's all you thought about. 
And I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure that you have spent a lot of time thinking about how to make this work the best. And so yeah. in thinking about that, I know you say there's at least five uh, reasons that this will not work. And so what are, oh, what, yeah. are, what, are, what are some of the reasons that people, uh, this, this doesn't work for them? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like glaringly sort of massive problem number one is mindset. So mm. if you've decided it's not going to work for you, it won't. Absolutely. You'll walk in and sabotage the whole thing and convince yourself that you were right. So mindset is a huge issue. So That's amazing. That's amazing how often that happens. <laughs> yeah. You just got to get that. You, you got to deal with that issue first. And if you think that your mindset's not an issue, then really dig into that and go like, you know, are you skeptical or trust issues and all that? So you got to get over that first. The next kind of common, most common problem is the mind reading issue where you know, a business owner says, I don't, I don't have time to create systems and processes. And I would argue you don't have time not to, because if you don't, you're going to be doing exactly the same thing in 12 months time as you're doing today. And you'll be as frustrated and you won't have grown an inch. So the, the, the job of running a company or building a business or whatever, it doesn't really matter how small it is. I sort of see the job of, of the business owner or the business operator as the person who needs to kind of um, facilitate system process team structures and to get those things moving because a business is a machine and systems run your business people run your systems that's that's my philosophy anyway absolutely and i think people who just don't want to people often say to me i just want an a player who can walk in and hit the ground running and i go that's awesome right first of all they're very expensive and when you find them they're going to hit the ground running and then they're going to take all the IP to the next offer that comes along. And you're going to have no, that's when you get into that problem of what if my people leave? Mm -hmm. Well, if your business was a machine, you'd plug another one in, depending on the role. But, you know, so so thinking of a business more like a, a machine that is going to serve the vision that you have, I think that helps. As well. That gets back to mindset. And then the third massive one is communication. I mean, how many marriages fall apart because of, bad communication it's like it's it's the problem of the human race really is you know i say one thing and you hear another it's it's working on your communication style and you know handing the baton and delegation the communication of delegation is a sort of a skill that you need to master it's not something people are naturally good at so it's, for me those are the top three when when would you say is the time to uh, let's say your mindset is right. Let's say your processes are in place. And for whatever reason, it isn't working or there's something. When do you yes. know When do you know that this, maybe it's just not the person for you. Maybe you need a different virtual assistant. But what, what do you, what, how do you know when it's not working? Yes, that's a great question. And sometimes it can be just a bad personality fit, right? It just mightn't work. But getting away from that's kind of difficult because it's sort of, you know, subjective and, you know, open for opinion and stuff like that. For me, the easiest way to solve for that problem is to get really slick at systems and processes, right? Because then what ends up happening is if you leave very few places to hide, it will become obvious that it's the person. Now, it could be the person because of training. So you might have a great person that's actually a piece of gold who just needs more training. So again, you can't just go, oh, they're useless and you know, shoot, shoot the person and get rid of them. You sort of have to be able to dig into it and, and decipher, is this a 
a skill issue or a will issue, right? And if it's a will issue, if it's a skill issue, you can train it potentially or move that person to a different, maybe, you know, better suited skill area. If it's a will issue, it's going to become so glaringly obvious to you if you look at these other things first and you nail the other stuff that it's easy to have that conversation. You'll be like, you know, clearly you, the, the, the person themselves will be able to see that they're not a fit. So it becomes less of an emotional conversation and more of a kind of a data driven, metrics driven, you know, this clearly isn't working. Perhaps we can agree to, you know, part company or whatever way you want to do it. But, you know, it, it, people always go to the person first. That's where I think they fail and they just churn through hiring and firing all the time and wondering why it's not working. Could be the pro it could be might not be the people. It could be the process. Go there first. Now, I noticed that there's someone named Peter who was copied on all our correspondence. Is Peter your virtual assistant? <laughs> no, he's my brother. Oh, he's your brother. Okay. Well, oh, I'll have to tell him that. You're, you're my new VA. No, well, so I, a few years ago. <laughs> I just wondered if you had one. You know, I have loads of them, but yeah. they've, here's the thing. I started out with one VA and then I got two and then I had three. And then those people got elevated into higher up roles where they, you know, one of them became a project manager because I had too many people reporting to me. So this is kind of the, the trajectory that happens. You, you start off as your own business person doing your own thing and managing everything and you hire a VA. Then you get a few of them and it's all great, right? Then you have too many of them and you think, oh no, someone needs to manage this. So one of them will step up potentially to be sort of a team lead or a project manager role. Today, I mean, I've got a team of 30. So we the internal team is, of, is about 30 people. I have a head of HR, head of ops. So I don't actually have a VA anymore because I don't have a need for that particular role. Yeah. But there are lots of them that work on these teams and are led by the, the head of HR and the head of ops. And we've, we've got a more corporate structure now. Well, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we got into this. So um, how, how do you kind of know when to add one and then how do you know when to add another one? Yes. So, well, adding one, adding one, uh, and it's all going great. Um, I think it becomes obvious when everyone, the two of you start to become stretched and start, you know, there's projects that aren't, they aren't getting to the project and you, again, you know, it's not the person it's the, they're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You're now shoving too much down the throat of one person, you need to add another VA, right? So then that's the kind of the easier bit. I think when you find yourself um, spending all day running the teams, if you have five or six of them yep. and they're all reporting to you, it's that classic case of the minute you have more than five to seven people reporting to you, you're going to start, your whole role becomes managing them. And that's when you need to hire a project manager or a team lead or that middle person so that they can all report to that person and that person reports to you. And then you start to grow your corporate structure from there. So it's really needs and skills driven. Yes. Yeah. Or you might find that, you know, all of a sudden you're doing more advanced marketing and maybe you go, gee, my VA has been great, but you know, she or he is not a strategist. You might hire a consultant. Uh -huh. You might say, well, I'm going to get a strategist for like two or three hours a month. And my VA and myself will be on the call with the strategists and they will lay out the plan and the VA will implement and I'll sort of just, you know, okay it all. That That's a great, that's called a high-low strategy. That's fantastic because you don't have to hire yeah. the consultant for 20 hours a week. You can just hire them and then you can get the best consultant out there because you only need a few hours a month. 
so you have all of that at the virtual hub that can help a client figure all that out, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes we see clients trying to get VAs to do something that really is outside of scope. And we're like, look, we would step in and say, you know, your VA is going great, but you're sort of, you're, you're trying to get them to, you know, you're trying to get a $10 an hour person to do a $150 an hour job, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Now we don't have strategists, but we can recommend some or, or we advise them as to what, what they need on that team. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay yeah, yeah. You, you can act as their advisor on how to use particular strategies to structure all this. Yeah. And we're pretty clear about, you know, even when somebody comes to us, if we don't feel they're ready for a VA, uh, we'll tell them we're not really about just making the sale because it's going to be a mess once right. they come in. So we're sort of or, or if we say, I mean, I've been on calls with clients in the past where I've said, I mean, I used to do sales calls years ago, but I would say to them, look, uh, a VA is not going to solve your problem. This, this is what you need. You need a consultant and you need this and then come back and get a VA when you've got all that in place. Because otherwise you're going to waste time, energy and money, right? Getting a VA that is waiting to be told what to do. And you're expecting the VA to come in and tell you what to do. Right. You know, that right. that actually happens. People think that that's, that's what they're going to get. Right. Well, I love the, I love that way of doing business um, I, mm. because you want to tell people how this, you know, this is going to fail because of this. And or is there a way to work around this? Or maybe we're just not a good fit for each other. Um, like you said earlier, if they don't have the right mindset, if they don't go into it thinking this is going to work really well for me, it's probably not going to work really well for you. And, you know, letting yeah. letting them know up front that, hey, uh, here's a couple of ways I can see this working. If we can't do it these couple of ways, the chances of success are pretty low. Yes. And some, you know, and some people we but the, if interestingly, the people, a lot of people we've done that with, they end up coming back. It could be two years later and they uh -huh. show up again. Yeah, me too. And then they are ready, which is great. You know, that's and our whole website and everything at the Virtual Hub is designed to help people understand how to be ready because you need to be ready to bring anyone into your team really uh you know there's a couple of things you need to have ready you can't just throw someone in the deep end and, and kind of expect it unless you're going to hire you know a big high up role that's going to map it out and you know strategize it up that's different from a va what what is the typical size either number of folks or revenue or i don't know how you define uh, the small businesses that you work with? Yeah, we, I've thought about this over the years, actually, of, you know, do you put a revenue thing in? I mean, we, we don't ask revenue, but we kind of get a sense of, you know, if we think somebody, uh, if, if money is going to be an issue. Uh, but because the reason being is sometimes we've had some really small clients that came to us years ago that are still with us mm. and going great, you know, mm. and you think, you know, that, that some of them just have lifestyle businesses that they don't necessarily want to become massive, right. scalable, you know, whatever. And then we have some very large companies that have grown teams with us. So um, what I think it's more for, I, I know at the virtual hub for us, it was very much about defining the type of client that we want to work with, the type of business. And that's not an industry or anything it's a lot to do with mindset. So one of the feedbacks we get from all of the VAs when we do surveys and stuff is that they love the clients they work with. And I've sort of said, I've done town halls and said, that's no accident. Yes. Like we actually have a policy of taking on these types of clients that are nice to work with and are going to listen to our advice. 
around delegation and, you know, team dynamics and how to bring this person who's offshore into the onshore meetings successfully and all that kind of thing and make them feel part of the whole thing so that we can actually get success for them. So it's more about a type. Um, and generally speaking, we like businesses that have a, a discipline around systems and processes and, and, and know the value of that in particular uh, and are using tools like, you know, Asana or Trello. You know, they're already using LastPass. They're on board with something like G Suite and in the they're quite cloud based. They're using CRM platforms like HubSpot or Entreport, like I said. So and they play in the space that we that we do in that digital marketing kind of thing. And that really is what defines the client, big or small. Well, regardless of their size or their revenue, I know your mission is all about absolutely stamping out small business overwhelm. And so you've, uh, yes. you've obviously done a great job helping people with that. And I'm sure that you'll get some inquiries from being on our program from people who may want to uh, explore this idea some more. So uh, gorgeous is the adjective for Ruby. What's Alexander's adjective? Oh, gosh. Yeah, the gorgeous Ruby. Oh, I was about to say the word cheeky. That's the word that came to mind. He's so funny. <laughs> he's like, he's hilarious. He really is. Like, he he really, he's only 18 months old, but he runs around after Ruby and pulls her hair and everything. He's just <laughs> well, gosh, it's a, it's, it's 930 or a little past in France right now at night. And so yeah. I'm hoping that the gorgeous Ruby and the awesome Alexander are, have down for the night. But I so, oh, yeah. I so appreciate you spending uh, this time with us. It's just an awesome topic. And, uh, it sounds like you're just killing it and doing a great job. So before I let you go, I got a standard list of closing questions. I ask every guest that comes on the show and these are kind of rapid fire. So are you ready for this? Oh yeah, let's go. All right. Here's the first one. What is the best memory that comes to mind for you immediately? Oh, the best memory. Oh my God. The thing that shot into my head. I have a memory of when I was about three and I was lying, I think I might have been in a big bed for the first time. And I can remember the traffic going by and the lights on the road outside my house. Isn't that weird? I don't know why that came, but that was what popped into my that's, head. That's awesome. Who's the number one hero in your life? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say my mom. And I didn't realize that until I think I became a mom myself. And what was your mom's name or is your mom's name? Anne. We call her Granny Annie. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's got something with their name in your family. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's the yeah. top value you subscribe to? Freedom. I like to feel free. As most yeah. entrepreneurs I like everyone do. to feel free. Yep. Who is the most important person in your life? Uh, do you know what? I'm going to say, and this is a controversial one, I'm actually going to say myself because... The more I look after myself, the better I can be for everybody else. You know, I love if I don't... Yeah, I, I love I'm, that answer. Mm, yes, that's what popped into my head. To be mm -hmm. the best version of you that's possible. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite thing? What is my favorite thing? Oh my God, I was thinking coffee, wine, probably sleep. I, I love sleeping. I just love, yeah. Sleep is good for those who can. Um, what is your favorite food? Uh, this ought to be a good one living in France. Oh gosh, you know what? Or, <laughs> or Ireland or Australia. <laughs> My favorite food. I just love, you know, those breadstick things, like, especially if there's a bit of flavor on it, like a cheese thing. I oh mean, yeah, sure. 
can't believe I've said that. I should say something like brie or something really awesome, but I love anything crunchy. You know, I went to pick up some Italian food the other night, and they had a small bag with the breadsticks in it. And the lady, when I picked it up, she said, is two breadsticks going to be enough? I'm like, absolutely not. I need I need more. Two packets? Two bags? Yeah, yeah that's right. What yeah. is the uh, most beautiful place you've ever been to? Santorini in Greece. Mm. Yeah, I've got mm. a Greek background, but I've never been. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go. It's on my list. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? Freedom. How do you <laughs> how do you want to be remembered? Yes, I want to articulate this one right. I want to be remembered as the person who believed in people until they believed in themselves. Yeah, that's the definition of being a good coach. Mm. Um if you could go back and give some advice to a young Barbara, what would it be? Uh, slow down. Well, slow down. But um, I guess we worry so much as when we're younger, you know, about sort of being successful, you know, sort of just trust in your own intuition and your own knowing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the key. Yeah. Believe in yourself some more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what's your favorite sound? No. <laughs> What's my favorite sound? Gee, that, that's, you know, actually, here's a funny one. You know, when you're at the, well, if you're, if you're into mountains, when you're on the mountain and it's silent, there's like a sound. It's like, it feels like a sound and it's like dead silence. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't, that's amazing. It's It's like a sound actually. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, but I can't describe it. But I, but I know yeah. what you mean. And yeah. finally, and the last one, what is the best lesson you've learned? To trust my gut. Yeah, deeply. Barbara Turley, I am so glad I got the chance to visit with you and become friends with you. And um, thanks for doing this again. Tell everybody how they can find out more about the virtual hub. Sure. We actually have a special page on our website for for your listeners. We have, if you go to thevirtualhub.com forward slash better than before, um, you can get there. We've got the mini guide, which is the five reasons people fail with VAs, which we sort of delved into a little bit. Uh, And you can also book a consult there with one of our team if you'd like to discuss more about getting a VA. And there's also a free e-course over there, which uh, I've pretty much written, which is uh, the Scalable Business Success Formula. So it's just a, a bit more about using systems and processes and teams to scale your business. I love that because I, I have no doubt in my mind that if people contact you and they work with you, they will be better than before. There's no doubt about it. Well, we're on a mission to make sure they are. So, <laughs> okay. yep. Well, Barbara, listen, uh, since you enjoy sleep, I'm going to let you go. And thanks so much for doing this. And I hope we can catch up again sometime. That'd be great. Thanks for having me. Barbara Turley from the Virtual Hub. I've got your leadership and business lesson coming up next on Better Than Before. The 2021 Subaru Forester, a spacious interior with everything you need for confidence on the road ahead. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus 33 miles per gallon. Standard EyeSight Driver Assist technology. It's the SUV for all you love. Join us for the Subaru True Love event going on now. University Subaru. Homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. 
Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Time for our leadership and business lesson. And all this month, we're doing topic communication. And today, I want to talk to you about exceptional communication. It's probably not what you think. Uh, here's a question for you. Have you ever noticed how many exceptions we place into our communication? Using the word but is typically a red light indicator. It's an exception. We'll be rattling off a string of nice compliments in our conversation, such as, I enjoy being around you, you always have interesting things to say, and then we'll throw in, but everything in the first part of that conversation is about to be canceled out by the thing we are about to say following the but. How could we eliminate the but from the conversation? We substitute and. As with most things, the majority of it comes from our thinking process. Many of us have a thinking process of either or. I can either do this or I can do that. I can buy this or that. I could become this or that. Either I stay home with my children or I have a career. I can clean the garage or I can play golf. The either or thinking process limits you severely. I'm not saying that sometimes we don't have to make tough choices because we do. We have a tremendous need to categorize things. We can put it here or we can put it there, but it has to go in either this place or that place. What if instead of either or, we thought in terms of both and? How can I get this and that? How can I stay home with children and have a career? How can I clean the garage and play golf? I always enjoy being with you. You always have interesting things to say and... Next time you see a sentence, do not use the word but, use the word and. Next time you're having a conversation with someone, do not use the word but, use the word and. Instead of thinking this or that, try thinking this and that. See what a difference it makes in your thinking and consequently in your communications. That's our show today. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru True Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Go to our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. We've got great products, great resources, and a lot of fun there. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.